Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Backstory. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about cryotherapy and cold immersion and some of the health benefits associated with exposing your body to colder temperatures. And today we're going to take a deeper dive into one of those areas, specifically on how cold therapy has to do with fat. So what is fat? You know, considering that all it does for our body, fat actually gets a pretty bad rap. And fat or adipose tissue is crucial for storing energy. It keeps our organs safe. It protects and helps to regulate our body temperature. And fat is actually very important in the production of many hormones. But it's important to note that not all fat is the same. The most common kind of fat is called white fat or white adipose tissue. And its main function is to store calories for energy. But there's also a second type of fat, and that fat is called brown fat or brown adipose tissue. And this fat exists in small amounts in adults, and it serves the simple purpose of just keeping us warm when we get cold. So what's the difference between brown fat and white fat? Well, white fat is the type that we are most familiar with. It's the kind that stores energy for our body. But it's also the one that can lead to obesity when the energy goes unused. And these two fats, white adipose and brown adipose, not only differ in their function and their color, but they also differ in their structure. White adipose tissue or white fat can have very large droplets of lipids, which are important to store energy. But brown fat actually has very, very small droplets. But what it does have is many, many mitochondria. And mitochondria are important structures for producing energy in the body. Over the last few decades, health researchers have become more interested in brown fat because of its role in calorie burning and thermogenesis. And this is a process by which the body generates heat. And compared to white brown fat, which has significantly more mitochondria, as I mentioned earlier, this part of the cell is responsible for producing energy. And that might be why brown fat is much more abundant in babies and hibernating mammals. As we get older, we tend to lose our brown fat, which is primarily located in our neck and our shoulders and around some vital organs. But what actually happens when you get cold? When your body is exposed to cold or cryotherapy, it produces a hormone called norepinephrine. And brown adipose fat actually has receptors for norepinephrine. When these receptors sense the hormone, they signal to the many, many mitochondria that are located inside your brown adipose tissue to start churning out energy. And this in turn creates warmth that helps you maintain your body temperature. And although most of us are going to lose our brown fat as we age, we do hold on to some of it. And adults have very small amounts of brown fat and lean people actually tend to produce more brown fat than overweight individuals. One of the principal benefits of brown adipose fat has to do with weight loss management. And there are preliminary research studies that have involved animals and a small group of patients. We talked about norepinephrine activating brown fat, which in turn causes the mitochondria to produce energy and start burning calories. 
And why this helps with weight loss has to do with compounds called branched chain amino acids, BCAA. There's been a lot of research ongoing with both big and small mammals that links high levels of branched chain amino acids with obesity and insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, which suggests that if you're able to lower these levels of branched chain amino acids, you can improve these conditions. And that's exactly what brown fat accomplishes. Norepinephrine hits the cell, mitochondria starts working, and branched chain amino acids are absorbed out of the bloodstream. The other area of interesting research has to deal with diabetes. So remember, unlike white fat, brown fat is metabolically active tissue. It burns glucose for fuels, and there's evidence to show that brown fat may significantly influence metabolic health. A study published in April of 2022 in the Journal of Nuclear Medicine had 34 students activate their brown fat by cold water exposure. And what the results showed was that there was a correlation between brown fat and metabolic disorders such as diabetes. Researchers concluded that by having a low level of brown fat activation, it actually might be an earlier sign that people may develop diabetes. So we've talked about some of the benefits of brown fat, but how do you activate it? How do you actually turn it on? As I mentioned earlier, humans tend to have the most brown fat as infants and we lose most of it as we age. But if brown fat actually does have those health benefits, how can we actually increase the amount we have? Well, there's some debate in the research where one school of thought believes that we cannot create more brown fat, but there is evidence to suggest that we can activate the brown fat that already exists in the human body. White fat, on the other hand, can potentially be oxidized, but there are certain conditions where activating brown fat, which signals the mitochondria to produce more calories and produce more heat. So what do we know? Well, the first is diet. A review article published in the Frontiers of Physiology in 2019 showed that certain foods had an effect on thermogenesis. Again, this is a warming process that activates brown fat. And in this review article, which was largely done on small rodents, the results suggested that turmeric, curcumin, spices, supplements such as Riveritol, and green tea and spicy foods such as capsaicin were successful in activating thermogenesis and triggering white fat oxidation. What is unknown is that in order to verify the effectiveness of these ingredients, it's still unclear what the dosages are to achieve brown fat activation. Another study published in 2021 in the Frontiers of Neuroscience showed that caffeine could actually promote brown adipose tissue thermogenesis. But again, a little bit more research is needed to show its true efficacy. The results and research done on supplements to activate thermogenesis and promote brown adipose tissue are still relatively limited. And that, coupled with the fact that most supplements are not regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, I would exercise some caution if you're thinking about adding a supplement to your daily regimen. What about exercise? There is high level of research that correlates the level of physical activity you do and the better overall distribution of body fat, including the small amount of brown fat. Managing your overall body fat by working towards a healthy weight goals will probably improve your overall fat distribution. Now, just increasing your workout regimens may not actually create more brown fat, but it might oxidize some of the white fat in the body and researchers call this beige fat. There are studies that have shown and demonstrate that exercising can switch 
the body fat from storing the white fat to producing beige fat. Another article on mice suggested that a protein called irisin may actually help transform some of this white fat into brown fat. And in 2016, a study found that people who were more sedentary produced less irisin than those who exercised more. And further, in patients who did more intense aerobic interval training, those patients had even higher levels of circulating irisin. So the study concluded that in patients engaging in 150 minutes a week of moderate activity, like walking and playing tennis, or those who participated in 75 minutes a week of more rigorous activity, like running and swimming laps, produced higher levels of irisin, which may lead to more brown adipose tissue formation. The other way to activate brown adipose tissue was what we discussed last week, the benefits of cryotherapy and taking a polar plunge or cold immersion. A study done from the Journal of Obesity in 2018 showed that these measures can activate your brown adipose fat by triggering thermogenesis. The last topic I want to touch on is something called cold shock proteins. Basically, the body produces certain proteins in certain stressful conditions, whether it's heat exposure or cold temperature exposure. And the major function of these stress proteins is to protect your cells from stress. Some of the cold shock proteins can be activated by cold exposure, and one of them is done to stabilize tumor necrosis factor. Another protein works to decrease inflammation, and a few other proteins that are activated have been shown to promote wound healing. Both heat and cold shock proteins have beneficial effects on the body. Cold shock proteins can be activated a little bit easier when your body temperature is a little bit cooler than normal body temperature. And you know, it kind of sounds counterintuitive that you want to release your body's stress proteins on purpose. Sure, stress is often thought of as a bad thing and something that we should avoid at all costs. And it's true that chronic stress isn't good for you, but exposure to the right doses of certain stresses can definitely have some health benefits. And cold shock proteins are an emerging area of scientific research. Many of these proteins play a role in promoting muscle growth and recovery. Some of these proteins also help you maintain your muscle mass. They decrease inflammation. As I mentioned earlier, they promote faster wound healing. And the simplest way to activate your cold shock proteins is cold temperature exposure. Simple things like taking a cold shower for 30 seconds or practicing water immersion for five to 10 minutes can activate your cold shock protein. So in summary, while the ability to harness the power of brown adipose tissue in humans for weight loss and other health benefits is promising, scientists haven't fully figured it out yet. And the majority of the studies that exist on this topic were conducted on animals or small patient populations. So larger studies need to be done in order to show how effectively and efficiently to activate brown adipose tissue in patients. In the end, the simplest changes to your health are likely to be the most effective. Start by making small changes to your diet, engaging in some type of physical low impact exercises as these have been proven strategies towards optimized health. After that, consider supplementing ice baths and cryotherapy to promote the activation of cold shock proteins and brown adipose tissue. Well, I hope this helped. And until next time, we've got your back. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. 
please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review the backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D.com. 